Nuck if you buck. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Do you hear that? Silence. There's nothing. The stream of the NBA has fallen silent. All the games have been played. All the arenas are empty. <laughs> Paul's laughing at me. <laughs> Look, I fucking love Game of Thrones. That feels like something that you would like say, like, da 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 this is I, happening, and da 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 I was trying to be theatrical and cinematic about it, but anyway. I'm, I'm laughing because I didn't know that was going to happen. The NBA season is over, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, we have a champion. The 2021 NBA champions are... You already know the Milwaukee Bucks. Congrats to the Bucks. Um, despite the fact that I didn't choose them in any of the series this year, I'm actually really happy for the Bucks, specifically Giannis. I'm the exact and Chris same Middleton. Yep. And Drew Holiday and fucking Bobby Portis. Shout out to Crazy Eyes. Love him. Yeah. Um Jeff, look, Jeff T got himself a ring. We're, we're gonna I'll be very brief about this before we launch into the actual series and kind of what happened and, and giving praise to the to players who deserve it and um talking shit about the coaches who absolutely don't. So, um, but, <laughs> could that be? <laughs> but, but, but here's the deal. So no disrespect to the bucks. I just didn't choose them in any of the series, not because of their players inherently. I mean, Giannis like had some things to prove, but we'll talk about it. He proved like he proved it in spades. Oh yeah. But Mike Budenholzer, their coach is terrible. He's still terrible. He's been terrible. He's not a good coach. So that's not like every single series that the uh, Milwaukee Bucks played, they went against better teams with better coaches than Bud. So I just thought every series they would get out coached. And it, it seems to me that the players did such a good job themselves of in-game and between-game adjustments and also probably the coaching staff, I'm sure. But Bud does not do adjustments well. No. And I'm... still doesn't do them well. And I'll give a very brief example. I think it was game five. The Suns got out to a 32-16 to lead at the end of the first quarter. And they had blown the lead wide open. It was like a some sort of emphatic, like either a dunk or something, a play that the Suns made. And the Bucks had the ball. Chris Middleton stays in the backcourt. The Bucks go up and they're starting with the 24-second shot clock, and they're going to do a play. And Chris Middleton stays in the backcourt and looks over at the bench. And Mike Budenholzer finally calls a timeout. Because you can usually was, tell when teams are going to take timeouts. And Middleton's it was, it was like, hilarious because Giannis is up there dribbling. Like, yeah. he's about to start doing a play. And Middleton's like, uh, coach, what the fuck? Yeah, we need like, to call a timeout. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, they're on, like, some crazy run right now. Yeah, we're they not, have all the momentum. Yeah, exactly. We need a timeout now. Are we now. not taking a timeout? Yeah. Oh, no, he was just... His back was to the half-court line. He was like, we are just not playing this possession. So shout out to Chris Middleton <laughs> for being a really smart basketball player. Also, anyway. And, and Chris Middleton came up with the Bucks. He and Giannis both came up with the Bucks. It is cool that both of them won a championship with the team well, they were drafted. And we can get into that in a second. I guess I'm just I'm more talking about basically, yeah, no, you're, basically just, the reason that I didn't out. count the Bucks out at all, or didn't count them in at all, I thought they were going to be out every round, is because of coaching. No disrespect to the players, and obviously I was proven wrong that players can out-coach their own coach. So 
I give all the respect in yeah. the world well, to the Bucks. And this is historical too. I mean, it's been at least two to three years that I've been like, Matt. Well, same. Bucks, I mean, we Bucks both picked them last year. year. I think they're gonna do it. Yeah, it's gonna be like Bucks Clips was last year's prediction. I think like the past two years we were both like Bucks Clips. Yeah. I mean, maybe even longer than that. We're just like the Bucks are gonna do it, man. Giannis is good. Middleton's good. Yeah, this might be like year four of us being Bl- like Bledsoe, Bucks are gonna Bledsoe's do it. gonna lock it down, man. You know, stuff like that. This, the same shit you tell yourself every year, and then you're like, oh, this is the year. This is the year. And then they just fell flat every year in the playoffs. They would fall flat. And then, like, this year you had the 76ers who were fucking great, and you had the Nets who were really, really good. And so you're like, this probably isn't the Bucks' year. Yeah, you're like, they're not getting past those teams. And they didn't have to get past the 76ers because the Hawks did. They got past the Nets because they had one-third of their big three healthy, fully healthy. But you know what? Milwaukee still won it, so they, shout out. They still um, did. Yep. Maybe we talk about Phoenix first. Let's talk some Phoenix. And then we'll get into more of the Milwaukee parades because I'd rather go from, like, Talking shit to praise. So, yeah. um, I personally want to give a shout out to a few different people on Phoenix. So, number one is Monty Williams, their coach, who is just like the he's, guy. He's a guy. After the Bucks won last night, he went to their locker room, had his arm around Giannis, and was like, I just want to tell you guys, I'm so proud of you. You guys were great competitors. I'm, I'm amazed that you, you did this. And the way you won was incredible. I'm really happy for you. I've never seen anything like that before from an opposing coach. There's a there are a few good moments of him caught on camera too yeah. throughout the series. Like yeah. there's one with him in the locker room. Yes, it's, and the, these are great clips. Him and, and DeAndre these, Ayton, like coaching him, him up. Him and, and DeAndre Ayton. Yep. He, I mean, look, if I were an NBA player, he would be probably the number one coach I would want to play for. Like, if there's any team that could draw a player to like sign with them in free agency from just their head coach it's phoenix yeah he's he's got like a life coach thing going on but not like a not not like like a a tony robbins like i'm better than you thing no 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 but but just let me help you be a better person like a motivator there there's a great clip of him in the locker room giving a speech i think it was after game five game four game four maybe and there is an injured player on the suns dario Saric, who's in the background and you can see Sarge's reactions, and they're just, they're amazing. But the speech is like, what you want is greatness, and greatness is hard. And that's on the other side of hard. And just the whole time he's going over this and, you know, pumping them up and like, yeah, we lost that game. That sucks. This is hard. It's going to be hard. What you want requires all this effort, and it's going to be demanding. And Sarge is like lifting his head up, looking around. He's like nodding his head, like yeah, and he's getting into a little bit. Like Monty Williams makes other, he makes his players better because they want to win for him. Yeah, so I mean, huge shout out, and and I we can get into the Suns, like what they're going to do next in a few minutes because I have some interesting like thoughts, or I want to get your thoughts too, kind of on where they go from here because the Suns, Paul and I talked the other night, they have a lot of flexibility, which is amazing for a team that just competed for a championship. But so so let's let's just talk quick about the series as a whole. Sure, I want to talk about that because the Bucks won in six, which it didn't go to seven games for a seven game series. So you think, oh, maybe it was close, maybe it wasn't. This was actually a fairly close series, all. all things considered. Yes. Um, at least as far as the points scored per game, pretty close. The number of assists, turnovers, um, things like that. It did vary quite a bit from game to game. But as a whole, the teams are pretty evenly matched. The difference 
was rebounding. The Bucks way out rebounded the Suns. But other than that, it was fairly close. And the the stat that really has stuck out to me, I learned this like this morning or last night, and I see you have it up here, is this is one of the very rare finals, and this may be the only one, but I know it's if it's not the only one, it's one of the few, where the losing team in the series led in field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage. That's right. crazy. Right, and they, so they, and they scored the, fewer points per game. Right. The Milwaukee Bucks were able to score more points. Now, if you watch, if you watch the Bucks, you you know why. Yo. But if, like, <laughs> it's so crazy, and there were way, way like offensive rebounds, huge disparity. I mean, the Bucks got yep. like and everything. That's, that's why you could have a lower field goal percentage, right, and still score more points because you're getting more rebounds, you have more opportunities, and more opportunities even with a lower percentage means more points. That's just that's math. It is, but it's just funny because when you think about teams. If you were just like, okay, so this team scored or, or, or shot 3% three, 3 better from the field, they shot 3% better from three, and they shot 13% better from the free throw line. Do you think they'll win a seven-game series? You'd be like, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. But and then they don't. this wasn't the case. So my point in bringing that up is to say that the Suns had a good team. You can look at their stats and say, if you were to play this again, there is a parallel universe out there. In which the Suns win because in a lot of key stats, they were better than the Bucks. Absolutely. Um, the difference was Giannis was just at least you know as far as the advanced stats say over the six game series, Giannis was just like a demigod. Um, Booker, Aiton, Chris Paul, Chris Middleton uh, for the Bucks, and then Drew Holiday on the Bucks. They were all tier two. They were all doing their own superstar level good, and then everyone else was kind of tier three. But Giannis was just like far and above the best player, and that's why they won, even though they were down all these other stats. So I wanted to I wanted to give that overall perspective yes. before we go into what do the Suns do? Because there's a universe in which you just say, What if we just try again? What if we just run it back? Because we led all these other stats. Like we on paper, we did a lot of the right things we needed to do to win. So but what if we just try a, again? But there's a big problem and i look i'm I, I think if you especially since we didn't do a pod since after the first game there's a big problem here with the suns and that's chris paul chris paul is the question so it's crazy because he played so well in the playoffs paul and i were talking about this last night the question for chris paul has been or basically the knock on him is well he, he can't perform in the postseason he doesn't win in the postseason and he won in the postseason until it mattered most. So now he has critics again saying, well, you can't win the title, right? Right, right. So Chris Paul is the only player in NBA history to blow four 2-0 and o leads. So in, he, the in team he was seven on... seven-game playoff series. Yeah, in a yeah. seven-game playoff series. So the team he was on led 2-0 to o and then lost the next four games. I saw that also. That's Or the next... What, anyway, but that's bad. That is bad. That's and really bad. Some of them were on Doc Rivers' coach teams, and Doc Rivers kind of has that... Same. That kind of makes you wonder now, though. Like same stat line uh, going. With who it? is it? Is yeah. it both? Yeah, because now that now they're doing it on different teams this year. Exactly. But Chris Paul was amazing in Game One. I was like, shit, if he can do this, Suns are winning in five or Amaz- four. Amazing in Game One. He just he started turning the ball over. Um, he didn't look as confident. And here's the thing, Paul, that I was really disappointed in with Chris Paul. He did not take ownership 
for their losses, which surprised me a lot. If you watch his post game after they lost, and he had a couple really just stinkers. He had a couple of big fucking stinkers. Yeah. He would not take ownership. We have to do better. We have to. And like, yeah, it's a team sport. But when when Devin Booker scores fucking 42 points and you're sitting next to him and you had fucking nine turnovers or whatever it was, and you're saying we need to do better, it's like, no, we don't need to do better. I need to do better next game. Devin Booker just scored 40 points. I need to be better. And it can be both. I mean, you can say I need to do better, and that'll help everyone else do better also. You can frame it in whatever way you want, but but it, it left a bad taste in my mouth when he was just like, yeah, well, guess, we should do that. better because he sucked. Right. I mean, he just he was garbage. And so the question moving forward is, Chris Paul has a player option. Um, He might think, I, I'm not sure he'll take it. We'll see. So the rumors are that he wants to turn it down and get more, more money over more years. And, and uh, there is a team that will absolutely pay him that. That's not the Phoenix Suns. It is the New York Knicks that would like to have Chris Paul. Is the rumor, and all it takes is one other team who wants you, in in free agency. And then, look, the Knicks have been. I mean, the Knicks have a lot of money. I think they have the most cap space this year. Oh yeah, I think they do. And so they can afford to overpay a player. They can pay Chris Paul for three years and be like, "All right, whatever." But if you're Phoenix, look, you have a lot to be to to be optimistic about. You have Devin Booker, who is amazing. Yeah, I think top fifteen or twenty player for sure. Yes. Um, DeAndre Ayton, he had a really shitty game six. But you know what? He's 22 years old. And I think, again, we talked about last, I think, last pod. I think he's the most improved player from the beginning of the season to the end of the playoffs. He's been incredible. I think even beginning of playoffs to end of playoffs. Sure. I agree. I agree there, too. He has so much room still to grow. And like you said, 22, it's his third year in the league. He's not, not going to peak until he's 27, 28. So not many players make it to the finals in your third year in the league. They have here. Here's the great. Here's here's the great thing for Phoenix. They have. Now they're going to have to pay, um, Aiton here next yeah, year. They are. But they have Booker and they have Aiton. That's their cornerstone. So maybe they're just like you know what Chris Paul can go. We'll find. I mean, maybe, I don't know if they give campaign the starting job. Cameron Payne was great, and I love campaign. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out to shout campaign. Out campaign. Best story in the NBA was out of the league a year ago and made it to the finals as a very important player on the Suns. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be making more money next year too. So I almost, I mean, I almost would love to see the Suns just be like, you know what, fuck it, Chris Paul can go to the Knicks and make forty million a year. We'll pay campaign fifteen, sixteen million a year. See what happens. Well, and so Chris Paul is going to be making, I think it's like $35 million if he takes his player option. Exactly. And I think he can get more from the Knicks, honestly. Well, so the rumors are what he's looking for is about 100 mil for three years. So it's actually a little less per year, but the overall value is well, I think that was more. for Phoenix, though. I think he's looking for that just from anyone. I'm just saying, like, he may ask for more from New York because they could pay more. They, New it, York can take on a max, like a max, a big max. And that's possible. So, But yes, you're right. Chris Paul's also getting older, though. Yeah. But maybe the Suns look around and say, we need someone who's more like Giannis. Just someone, someone who has more of an impact on the game than Chris Paul did. Because Chris Paul was still good. He still played pretty well. He was still in that tier with the Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton. That sort of level of player. 
He was still there. I have a weird question for you. I think you're not going to like this. Okay. Player that I just thought of. Yeah. What would you think of Russell Westbrook on the Suns? You, just, you were asking me the other day, do you think Russell Westbrook wins a championship? Why are <laughs> Westbrook and CP3 are just kind of tied together, aren't they? I'm just saying, like, Westbrook might be a decent fit on that team, actually. A lot of assists. Yeah. He, he Maybe he helps the rebounding. Well, he's the best rebounding guard in the league. Point guard, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that might be... That could... I don't know. That could be an interesting fit. That is an interesting fit. I don't know if they want to give up the level of shooting, though. Because that's always been Westbrook's knock, is he's going to shoot threes at a pretty high rate and they're not going to go in at a very high rate the only thing i think though is if there's any coach that could get through to him it could be amani williams to be like okay you're a star you're great you're not shooting threes you have to do that like you know what i mean yeah like maybe convince him anyway that was just something that just popped in my head but like that could be an interesting fit maybe it goes like shit but maybe it's really good something else I just thought of this. Is there any world where there's like a Ben Simmons to Phoenix trade? Cause that, Ooh, I kind of actually like that. That would help your rebounding problem. That would give you even more deal. Like him and Bridges together would just switch everything on their best defenders. Well, best and, and I mean, players. Simmons and Aiton, that's pretty tough, man. That's pretty tough. I like that. I don't – that's just spitballing over Wait, here. Wait, hold on. Sign and trade Chris Paul to Philly. Right. That's that's kind of that what you're saying. That's kind of what I was thinking. Ooh. Reunite Chris Paul with Doc Rivers. They love each other. It's comfortable. Chris CP3 Paul. and Embiid would be nice. That would be nice. Shit. Is there is there <laughs> is there a world where that so happens? dear dear NBA executive that we know is listening in or intern. <laughs> We'll, we'll, in turn. We'll see you at the Woj Bomb, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, shit, that's a good fucking idea. That's an, that's an interesting world that would take place. I So what are the odds that Chris Paul is back on the Suns next year? I don't think they're good. I think they're low. I, I don't even know. I want to say 50% and just cop out of this question. If they would have won the championship, I would say the odds are about 90%. Yep. Since they didn't win, I'd say they're about 25, honestly. Because... Here's the Simmons thing is actually Paul. It's genius because think about it. Embiid is based. Joel Embiid is like he's 28 now, 29. Yeah, he's only got a few good years left. But he's basically 39 because of his right. injuries. That, so, that's what I mean. Exactly. So his lifespan of career is not long. Chris Paul's is not long. They the both, window for Philly is not big. So the window for Philly is two to three years. And they don't seem to have Ben Simmons in that window in in mind of winning the championship. So sign Chris Paul for three years. Exactly. And win the championship. Now here's the other interesting part of that. It benefits Phoenix because Devin Booker is 26 or so 25 or six, maybe six or seven. Yeah. So you Sim- have Simmons fits that. Timeline. He fits the timeline. So then Phoenix has more years to try and win a championship. They can max out eight and they can have the three max players and see what they can do. And I, I saw glimpses of Aiden shooting from like the foul line. I don't know if Aiden's ever going to get the range to go out to the three point line, but he has some range and he was a good free throw shooter too. Like the forms there. 
the mechanics are there. And Phoenix is a good enough free throw shooting team overall that I think Simmons would be okay there. Like they'd be okay with Simmons shitty free throw shooting because they have really good free throw shooters. Now they'd be they'd be losing one in Chris Paul, like one of the best right. in the league. Right. But Devin Booker's a great free throw shooter. DeAndre Ayton for a big man is a great free throw shooter. He is. Jay Crowder is good. Mikael Bridges is pretty good. Like they have good free throw shooters on that team. So I, I'm not that concerned about Ben Simmons fitting in there. That's an interesting idea, Paul. I like it. There's there's a world. Regardless, Phoenix is in a great position because they just competed for a championship. It went six games. It wasn't a sweep. It wasn't even a five-game series. Like Paul said, based on stats, there is a, a very reasonable world where they win it all. So yeah, I mean, this, this is one of those where if you ran this simulation a hundred times. Exactly. The Suns are, I mean, it's probably going to be close to a 50-50. Honestly, just looking at the stats, the Suns might even win more than 50% of the time. Yeah, I, I think that's really I think that's really likely, Paul. And so I think that's where the Suns to me, it sucks they lost the championship, right? They're upset, they're not happy. As you you shouldn't be happy if you lose if you no. lose in the finals. No. But most teams that make the finals are like like the Bucks, they're really who mortgage good. their future, yep. who don't have any cap space, who have no trade options and they're basically they lose and they're like, "Well, fuck. What do we do now?" We have no options. We have to basically like, like piecemeal together a trade or do something here or there. The bu- the the Suns are like, uh, we can do a lot of things. That's actually a really good point because there's a lot of teams who are trying to compete. Like the 76ers, as we just brought up, have mortgaged a decent amount of their future. Um, the Nets have done the same thing. The Clippers, same thing. Like a lot of these teams don't have very many first round picks going forward. They're totally locked up cap-wise. Phoenix does have some flexibility to make some moves. And there aren't too many teams who are like that who can say, we can reasonably compete for a championship and the flexibility to kind of choose our own path to the championship. And I also want to shout out James Jones, the Phoenix yep. Suns GM. Yeah, he has been, Jones. Yeah, he's been great. And he won executive of the year. And I'm confident as, yeah, he as will. he should. Yeah, uh, 100%. Oh, yeah. But I'm confident he will figure out the path forward for the Suns. So the Suns have a, no pun intended, the Suns have a very bright future. <laughs> and uh, and so I, kudos to the Suns. They played a really good series overall. Like, they did well. Um, honestly, fuck you, Chris Paul, man. You, you sucked it up. And I, he knows that, whatever. Like, Chris Paul's a good dude. I have nothing against Chris Paul. But like, yeah, so, so what's interesting is that if you just looked at the stats, you would think that Chris Paul was pretty good actually like stat wise he was pretty good but when you watch the games it sort of told it it was a eye test versus stat test because you the eye test didn't really pass for chris paul but the, no. st- the stats look good yeah so it's just, that's kind of one of those interesting conundrums i mean it's kind of the opposite of booker booker's always been a bad advanced stats player and you watch him and you're like oh my god he's amazing Is this michael jordan yeah yeah, so it's kind of the opposite of that for Chris Paul. Um, Bucks. Bucks. So, I guess, I mean... They're going to max Bobby Portis. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's step one. Look, I, like I said, Mike Budenholzer, I think, is, a, is he's, I just don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he's been a good coach. I don't think he'll be a good coach. I think he's good. Obviously, he was good enough to win a championship. Like, Yeah, I mean, he, it's, it's really tough to sit here and be like... Well, that guy sucks. The coach who just won the NBA Finals isn't that good at his job. But, but again, it's... like Paul said, you had to watch the games. 
Right. Because the like, yeah, if you just look at the stats, you'd be like, well, he's obviously the best head coach in the NBA, right? Like they won the championship. So I want to get to Giannis. We we need to like really focus on Giannis for a bit, I think, because what he did was amazing. So I want to I want to talk about the other role players, the most important role players. Look, PJ Tucker was traded for midseason. He was like fine, but he wasn't even a top four impact player. Bobby Portis was really fucking good in Bobby, the finals. Bobby Shout Portis, out to Bobby Portis. He and Pat Connaughton both for the Bucks. I don't like they, Pat Connaughton just because I don't he's, he's like he's like my Alex Caruso, but he he played well. And one thing Pat Connaughton does well for his size is he offensive rebounds really well. He had he had a few really good offensive rebounds where he kind of crashed out of nowhere. He positions himself like right by the free throw line and he kind of boxes out. He he actually has a really I Shout out to Pat Connaughton. His technique is great for getting offensive rebounds. That's like a really yeah. cool skill. But he and Portis both made the shots that they were expected to make, which is what you want from a role player. I would like even that. say that Bobby Portis made shots he wasn't expected to make. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some truth to that. Bobby Portis is great, and the city, uh, city of Milwaukee loves him. He's yep. really well-loved uh, with that franchise. The, Good the, for city, the city of Milwaukee will raise taxes on their citizens to give Bobby Portis a max. So... I, <laughs> And Bobby Portis, he talked about last night after the game, like he was in a pretty dark place last season. He was the, with the Bulls. The, which that, was like, a, that was a cool being in Chicago. Interview. It, yeah, being with the Bulls is being in a dark place anymore. That franchise yeah. is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it um, really. Sorry, is. Zach Levine. I love you, buddy. Wish you're still in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take backs. <laughs> oh God, I wish. Anyway, so Bobby Portis got to sign with Milwaukee, and now. I would I would say he's the fourth best player on a championship team, right? There, there's a lot to be said for that. But Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, I think was the X factor, not 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 the best player on the team, but to me he's the X factor no. because the Milwaukee Bucks for the past how many years were supposed to win it all, and they had Eric Bledsoe, who is an inferior guard to Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's offense sucked for the most part, like. His shooting was not very good in the finals. Yeah, his shooting was just not – his field goal percentage was 36. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But That's you know what was bad. really good, Paul? His defensive tenacity. Hon- that- Honestly, it was everything besides shooting. Like even assists, yes. rebounds, defense, everything except for shooting. And that was the difference maker, Paul. You had yeah. you had your lead guard who fought for those 50-50 balls. He got The, the way – you need to watch Drew Holiday get a steal. It is an art form. It is amazing. Oh, Drew Drew Holiday is tough. And there's a lot of quotes from players around the league who are like, look, I'm an NBA point guard. I'm one of like the top 30 best dribblers in the world. And Drew Holiday just makes me look like a baby. Yeah. I mean, there are multiple people on record saying that, which is insanely impressive. So shout out to Drew Holiday because he and was, he's, and he's just a great guy. Like we were saying, Monty Williams is a great yes. guy. Like Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is a real great guy. He is one of the, he is one of the, he's one of the he, greats. He's, he's one of the guys you want to win a championship and he has. So shout out Drew Holiday. And like, as a fan, you want him to be on your team to win a championship. Oh yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah. but the thing with Drew Holiday is he like, we've, I mean, if you've listened to our pod, we've talked about it a lot. We use the Bucks as an example. They mortgaged their future. Yeah, they gave up three first-round picks for him. And you know what we said? And if they win swap. a championship, Paul? It's worth it. And guess what? They Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, yeah. It was worth it. Oh, yeah. Nope. Every bet that they made that paid off, they're like, great. We'd do it again. 10 out of 10. If you win a championship in the league, 
then you did everything you could absolutely correctly. Drew Holiday could be garbage next season, and he is like out of the NBA in a year, which won't happen. But no. he, he could be, and it doesn't matter because they won. Yes. Um, Chris Middleton. I'm okay. So we'll talk about Chris and Giannis. Chris Middleton and Giannis have been together with the Bucks for eight years. Here's what I love. They both, especially Giannis, because he could have left. They wanted to win a championship, first of all, together, because they're like best friends. Yeah. And they wanted to win it for the city of Milwaukee. And Giannis could have gone to a super team. He could have gone fucking anywhere he wanted. Any single team would have signed him to the most max contract they ever could have given out, ever. Yes. Because it's Giannis. Yes. If he went anywhere, if he went if he went to the Lakers and was like, I know you signed Anthony Davis, but I want to be on your team. They'd be like, well, sorry, we're going to trade Anthony Davis. <laughs> Bye. Um, he's that good. But he wanted to win it for the city of Milwaukee. So props to both of those guys. Props to Milwaukee. I mean, Chris Middleton was a, a at the time, D-league, G-leaguer. Yeah. He got signed by the Bucks. Giannis was the 15th pick in the 2013 draft. Um, these weren't guys that were expected to do much, and the Bucks developed them. And they're champions. It's, I, a, it's an amazing story. I saw a great quote today. That was It was some story from when Giannis was younger. Back in, it was probably sometime between 2013, 2014, when uh, he first was on the Bucks. And there was a Bucks assistant coach talking to Giannis before a game in Charlotte, I think it was. And he pointed out Nick Batum. And he's like, Giannis, if you, like, if you work at your game, you can end up like Nick Batum. And Nick Batum's a good player. He's like, Six eight, six nine, shoots threes, guards, you know, pretty well. He's a good player, but he's a role player. He's the guy who's kind of like the Bobby Portis for the this right. Milwaukee Bucks. A good player, but nothing where you're like, oh my god, this player is like top ten. And Giannis apparently told the coach, he's like, if I end up only as good as Nick Batum, I'm going back to Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Nick Batum woke up this morning and just is getting like, <laughs> just tweet after tweet at him, catching all these strays from this quote. But that just shows you who Giannis is. Like, he he was pointed out, hey, you could be a really good NBA player. And Nick Batum's made tons of money in his career. He yeah. even got a max deal at one point. Like, a very good player. And Giannis is like, no, if that's it, like, I'm going back to Greece. I want to be great. So I want to go through. We can talk about the man, the the man of the hour, the king. Um, I want to go through Giannis's resume really quickly. So fifteenth pick in the twenty thirteen draft. Yes, he was the most improved player. I forgot that he won that award, but he was most improved player. He won Defensive Player of the Year, one time last yep. year. Yep. He has two MVPs, which is. Kind of crazy. Actually. Five all-star appearances, three all-NBA defense. No, three all-NBA first team and maybe three all-NBA defense. Also, I just want to say Matt's doing this off the top of his head. We do, we do not have this pulled up. And now, <laughs> NBA champion and NBA finals MVP. And yeah, guess always. what, folks? He's 26 years old. God willing, he doesn't have some terrible career-ending injury. Knock on all the wood. Which he almost did two weeks ago. Yeah, that's the other thing. But God willing, he could play another ten years. I don't want to. I don't want to have too hot of a take. Oh no. 
<laughs> this pause and this smile. <laughs> you guys can't see it, obviously, because you're listening, but <laughs> Matt has a shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> like He's about to just say something he knows Look, is kind of dumb, and he's going to back it up. There's, not, there's nothing I love more than being proven wrong. And there's Paul and I have wanted Giannis to show us he's the guy. Like, he is probably the one player more than anybody that I've known could do it, but never never quite got there. And we got fucking frustrated, honestly. It's like... Oh, yeah. Every year, it's like, dude, you we know you have it. You know you have it. Tell, tell me your hot take. I mean, my hot take is that Giannis could end up as a top 10 player all time. Ooh. There's a lot of time left. That take might be fucking freezing cold, but you know what? He could be a top 10 player. He has... Look. I mean, he has... First of all, this might be a hot take too, but he's more athletic than LeBron James at his peak. Ooh. He's at least more of a force. He's I will say to even be compared to LeBron James athletically is you're already in the top 0.01%. I have of seen them both. Athletes. I've seen them both in person. I saw LeBron when he was with when he was with Miami and I saw Giannis a couple years ago at a preseason game. And they're both incredible from my eyes. Giannis is more athletic. Like LeBron, you're like, holy shit. And Giannis, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> both like, both extremely yeah, incredibly impressive. I'm not taking anything away from LeBron at all. In fact, I'm I'm it's more like kudos to Giannis. And so let's talk about the finals, man. Like Giannis has been good. Giannis has yeah, always been amazing. I, I'm gonna tie this into what you just yeah. said, actually. The thing about Giannis that hurts him is shooting. His path to a top ten all time is if, you know, that hot take you just threw at me, would be much more of a Shaq, a Tim Duncan, if you're going to ding, put ding, Tim ding, Duncan ding, in your top ding, 10. Ding. But everyone else can shoot and can shoot really well. The problem with Giannis, and I, I gave a take a few pods ago where I said Giannis is a good stats on a good team, but doesn't really help them win. And... Or, no, I said empty calories on a good team. And I agreed with you. Because Point Giannis would take the ball, he'd dribble it for 15 seconds, and he'd run into a wall made out of three opposing defenders, yeah. try to jump over them, which he almost can, and then sometimes make a layup, sometimes not, have to shoot a free throw, miss a free throw. And you're like, this guy is close. And he puts up a lot of stats because he handles the ball a lot, but... You didn't see that turning into winning basketball. What happened in the finals? Because I can see you trying yep. to cut in. I'm getting there. No, I'm not cutting in. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. What happened in the finals, and I'm not sure if this was a Bud, Coach Bud did this, if this was more the players. Something happened in these playoffs, and especially the finals, where Giannis stopped doing that. He stopped, because he used to be, he'd catch the ball at the elbow. He would, he would look around, be like, oh, everyone's guarded. That's weird. It's five on five. Take the ball, dribble it back outside the arc, and then like, kind of like the cartoons where you get like Wiley Coyote spinning his legs before he yep. starts up. It'd basically be that. He'd just stand there dribbling for like five seconds, winding the legs up, and then take off toward the hoop and try to like Space Jam dunk it. And I can't really say Space Jam dunk it anymore, can I? We'll get there in a second. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Space Jam 2. Yeah, fuck you, Space Jam 2. Fuck. A new legacy. Ruin my joke. <laughs> but he didn't do that and there is more times where he was screening for people in these playoffs than like ever before it's something like nine out of the top 10 most times that he screened in a game happened in these playoffs 
which is kind of crazy because that's what we've been saying for so many years. We're like, what if this guy doesn't shoot the outside ball because he doesn't shoot it very well and he screens and he dunks. He takes more of the five. He's not, he's not a point guard. He's a center who can dribble. And I kind of gave the, when I said the empty calories on a good team, I said the Dwight Howard who can dribble. And I said, that's still a really good player. And I think he's shown that he's better than the Dwight Howard who can dribble. But, you know, I'm talking Orlando Dwight Howard. Yes. Also. I'm talking the prime Dwight Howard. But still, if he can keep making those post shots, because he had a lot of nice post moves and shots that were going in, some post hooks, he had some fades around the, the right shoulder, he did some turnarounds, got a lot of offensive boards and offensive rebounds um, that were then putbacks. If he can be that, all the time and set screens and sometimes even mix it up and run the pick and roll himself just to catch teams off guard, but have that be more of the mix up instead of the norm. That's prime Giannis right there. And it seems like the bucks just kind of fell ass backwards into, Hey, maybe we should give this a try. I agree with everything you just said. You, you put it perfectly. And then what I would add to it is this. It seems to me, however it happened, and I, I, I refuse to give Bud any credit, so it's not coaching. <laughs> there, there will be no Bud credit on this podcast. But however it happened, this is th- this is why I said that hot take, right? I mean, if Giannis is to be a top 10 player, this is how he does it. And I agree with you. Here, here's the great thing um, that I've learned like professionally, like in leadership. One thing that is important to do, like if you have employees or something, is – I've learned over the years is to focus on strengths, focus on improving your strengths rather than trying to improve your weaknesses or your or places you have opportunities to there, grow. There, because there could be room for both. Well, a little bit, but I actually contend that it's more important to focus on what you do well and try and do that better than focus on the things you don't do well. Because the things you, some people just don't do certain things well. Like Giannis doesn't shoot threes well, and he will never shoot threes well. So you know what he should focus on? Being more um, aggressive on the defensive end. Uh, check, he had five fucking blocks in game six. Yeah, he had a great um, defensive game. Being Getting into the paint more. I, I agree with you. Screen and dunk. Like screen and roll. I mean, yeah, that's that's his game. And, and I think what he realized this series, he unlocked it early and it was like holy shit this is who i can be and to his credit he has a lot of nice assists too when he's not just running and trying to jump over people if he's running a pick and roll but it's a controlled pick and roll where it's like middleton setting the screen or drew setting the screen someone like that and if they go over and they double Giannis, he can kick it back out and get them an open shot or give it to the next rotation that's what you want from Giannis. that's winning basketball so to me moving forward though this is the Giannis we should see and I think we will see. I think this will be the honest we see moving I don't, forward. There's, I don't think there's any going back. No. You just won the championship like this. And I will say his finals performance, to me, I think is one of the greatest. All, I think it's one of the all-time greatest finals performances. He carried that team. Game six itself. Do you have the stats on that? I mean, so. Can pull up stats. He had 50 points. I think 14 rebounds. He had five blocks. He shot 89% from free throw line and like 57% from the field or something like that. He shot 64% overall field goal percentage. One for three from threes, which 
It's actually pretty good for him. That's pretty good for him. <laughs> 80, 17 of 19 from the free throw line. That, if So that's sort of the question mark for me going forward on Giannis. Can he shoot free throws? I don't even need 17 for 19. I don't need the 90% If he 90% can be a 75% free throw shooter, yes. he's good. Yes. His free throw shooting in the whole series, though, was, was not good. Let me see. I can probably pull up stats on that. But that just wasn't good. Game six was the aberration. Game six was where you're like, uh, when did you learn to start making free throws? Let's see. His free throw percentage for the series was 66%. That's not that's good. That's above his season average, which is like 64%. But that's even worse. 100%. So, 100%. Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I look, I, whatever. We could go on and on and on about it, but... <clears throat> Yeah, and his three-point percentage for the finals was 20%. Yes. Not, not oh, good. Oh, terrible. And, and, that, and that's your point, though, because his field goal percentage, his overall field goal percentage, was 62%, which is insane. Insane. That is insane. And so we're like, you can shoot. It's just from a very limited range. And, yeah, I mean, if he gets some work in this offseason and maintains that 62% from six feet in – to the hoop that's a problem and someone who can grab the ball and run it in transition like that's because that's where the bucks have scored a lot of points traditionally it hasn't been the half court their half court's been pretty bad yes it's been transition and offensive rebounds yep and that's that's because those are Giannis's strengths the thing the bucks also have going for them next year is dante DiVincenzo was out for like he's the whole he's playoffs. coming back yeah so i mean he's he's starter and he's a plus player for that team so that is true yeah no that's a good point small little note but yeah shout out shout out to Giannis, man um what a series i'm super happy i want to give a special shout out to my father-in-law who's a huge bucks fan um and i'm wasn't gonna say this but i will he guessed bucks in six and i'm kind of pissed off he was right so <laughs> <laughs> and shout you know what speaking of bucks in six Shout out to Brandon Jennings. The OG. The OG Bucks and Six got laughed off the floor, laughed off the TV. Shout out to Brandon Jennings. He was in Milwaukee last night, and Paul said this. If they win, Brandon Jennings is never going to have to buy a beer ever again. Yeah. In Milwaukee. He's not. No. Nope. He's the Messiah for Milwaukee. 100%. He said Bucks and Six. He was a few years too early. <laughs> but what he meant was Bucks and Six. In 2021. In the finals. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I love that that caught on, too. Yeah. Like. How many times do players say stuff like that? You know, oh yeah, well, we're going to win the series. You know, it's going to be tough, but we're going to win. All the time they say that. For some reason, Brandon Jennings going bucks and six. And I think we've stuck. I think we've told this story before, but just like to give some people background if they don't know what we're talking about. Brandon Jennings was a point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks years and years back. They faced the juggernaut Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs. And the Bucks weren't that good. And the Heat had LeBron James and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. And we're very good. And we're, like, insanely good. And Jennings was asked, what do you think about the series? Bucks and six. <laughs> that was his response. And so it's been, like, a joke, just, a running internet a joke thing. since. Yeah. yeah, so shout out to Brandon Jennings. Shout out to the Bucks and the fans, man. Like, it's it's just also I'm super glad a small market team won. I love it, love it, love it, love it. Adam Silver can fuck off with this big market bullshit. <laughs> Adam Silver's been a great commissioner for the NBA, but you NBA wants to see the parody because next year you already know it's going to be Lakers nets. It's going to be big market, big market, That's seven just, game series. This is how it is. Yeah. 
Like, you can just pencil that in right now. And so to have Phoenix, which it's so weird to call these teams small market. Like, Phoenix is a big city. Right. But if you're not L.A. or New York, you're basically a – Chicago's even a small market sometimes. Which – Chicago's huge. Right. It yeah. should not be a small market. No. But it's kind of treated as one. But, like, Phoenix and Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee especially is a small market. And, and that's, Milwaukee's not a big – I mean, it's not a huge city. So, I mean, I, I get that, but – but it's, it's great for the parity of the sport. Because yes. then teams are like, all we need to do is draft a top 10 player in the league, hold on to him for six years. But actually, Giannis staying in Milwaukee was a win for the league. Because you don't want a small team to basically become the D League, so to speak, or the G League now. For the large market teams, you don't want just everyone forcing their way to LA, forcing their way to the Knicks. I think it's a w- I don't know if it's a win for, like, so I agree with you that it's a win for the league. But I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure it's a win in the league's eyes, honestly. I think Adam Silver would have rather had Giannis go to a, a super team. See, I don't know about that because you you need more fans and more arenas. I don't disagree with you. I just know the NBA loves their big markets, so they do. I mean, and luckily, we're in a golden age of basketball where there's so much talent in the league. And I also think Giannis. I think, look, we've talked about the new crop of players coming up. Your Devin Bookers, Trey Youngs, John Morantz. I'll shout out my boy A1 from day one. A1. Your Lamella Balls, your, I mean, your Nikola Jokic's, your those guys who are getting drafted to teams that we think want to stay there for a while. Um, yeah. I'm not going to put Zion in that because he's going to be in New York in yeah. like three years. But, yeah. but there's a, a lot of guys who are coming up and becoming all-stars. Donovan Mitchell, like, there's a lot of players who seem to want to stay with their teams. And I think this championship and Giannis's example is going to shepherd in this new generation of players who will look at him and say, well, fuck, if he can do it, I can do it. This reminds me of 10 years ago when Dirk won. Yes. Because Dirk was a longtime Mav, still is, he's now with a team in some sort of administrative role. But it's just, he only won one title. And it's not held against them. It's like you did it with the team you're attracted to. You didn't go to the super team sure. and win the title. But where I'm going is, I mean, I agree with you. Where I'm going, though, is a little different. What I'm what I'm hoping, because LeBron set the trend of super teams. Well, he didn't. In the modern day. In, yeah. the, mo- in the modern day. But it's happened multiple times since LeBron. Yes. There have been multiple iterations of it in the league. It's also happened before him, to be fair. Yes, I'm saying this generation of yeah, super yeah, teams. Yeah, so, yeah. so, like... We're on the, the same page. The, the Dirk thing, yes. But what I'm, I guess my whole point is, I'm, my hope is that Giannis is ushering in a new age of loyalty to your teams. And look, if you're on a shitty team, you're on a shitty team. I don't hold it against you to go to a different team. But you have guys who want to win with their team. And you have teams like, like, the, like the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant. They're a bubble team. Yeah. Who knows what they could be in a couple years. I mean, that'd be awesome to see John Rant stay on the Grizzlies. They build a team around him. They Trey Young with... and the Atlanta Hawks. I mean. Obviously, that'd be awesome. And I've said this before, so NBA intern, listen up. There should be some sort of market incentive mm-hmm. to keep the player that you drafted on your team. Because that's what you want. You want that player to be on your team. And that's good for the fan base. It's good for the sport. It's good for everyone. So there should be some sort of cap relief, cap extension maybe that you can do, um, whatever it is. I don't know the, the inner workings of the CBA, but there should be some sort of market incentive. Like a luxury tax exemption? 
Yes. Yeah. For that player to stay on that team. 100% agree. And they're 100% agree. Yeah. There's some working in place for that where like they can offer more money, but then also hurts that team because they're more into the tax and so they can't sign as good of players. So it's just kind of this, it's a whole thing. So NBA intern, you figure, you figure out the exact inner workings of it, but that should be in place because then it'd be so much easier for the Bucks to keep Giannis, keep Middleton. And still be able to trade for a Drew Holiday and win a title. Okay. You ready? I'm half a beer in. It's high alcohol. I'm ready. So this is our third, I think, iteration of this. The season is over. We have crowned a champion. So now, it's our top ten players in the league. Now... I don't know. Do you have your list from last time, Paul? I do have my list from last time. So I'll just go over my list really quick. It was show 18 for anyone curious. So I'll just go from 1 to 10. Your current or your previous? My previous. 1 to 10. I had Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, and Zion Williamson. That was my top 10 at the time. My top 10 at the time was LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Buckets Butler. So, let's start with number 10. Or do you want to start with one? Let's let's start with one. I feel okay. like there's going to be more consensus on, on our top picks. And then we're going to go down. Also... I just want to say for everyone out there, I kind of kind of just farted this list out before Matt came over. So don't don't like hold me to the fire on this. <laughs> he said it's spicy, so I'm really interested to see. I ate spicy food and then farted out a list is exactly what happened. <laughs> so do you want me to go first? You go first with your number one, Mr. Hot Take. He's looking at my list. I just pulled it up. That's not that hot, honestly. Shut up, man. You're going to be surprised at a couple of mine, actually. (laughs) Okay, so uh, my number one is Giannis. Why don't you just shut up, man? And it's Giannis because of what he just... I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for, like, in the now. So this is, like, who right now is the best. But we just talked about Giannis for, like, 20 minutes. Look, he's amazing. He's been amazing. We've both been critical of him. But he has shown now he he can lead a team to a championship. Yep. Because he did. Yeah. Uh, he's only 26. Like I said, his upside from now till the end of his career is insane. Yes. Um, if he keeps, like we said, playing the game he played in the finals, it's it's over. So and I ev- think, and I, I will say, sorry, really quick, Paul. Are oh, you good? This is kind of a hot take maybe, but I think the torch has been passed. Is I that, think, is I think a, maybe that, it's not a hot take, but it's maybe a take that people don't want to say. I think the torch has been passed. LeBron is amazing. Nothing against LeBron. He may still win a championship or two at the end of his career. The torch has passed. Giannis is the king. Giannis is in his prime. He's, that's, he's, he is, he is. That's the, the difference. He's 10 years. He younger. to me is now the face of the NBA. After this championship, he is the face of the NBA. Also just again, Giannis is such a lovable guy. Yeah. Like he, all of his media stuff that he's doing, he's just, like, he's a great guy. I'm happy for him. I'm happy yes. for the NBA for him. And the other thing it does for the NBA, which I'm sure they're super happy about, is that, like, the NBA aspires so much to be a global game. International market, baby. And the fact that a Greek player, 
a Nigerian and Greek player is yeah. like the face of the NBA. They're like, Oh, we've done it. Yeah. We've done it. Yep. So he's my number one. Um, so everything you said is absolutely true. He is not my number one player though. Kevin Durant is my number one player right now. And he's just amazing. I mean, yeah. he's to me, he's a Giannis who is worse on defense. I'll grant you that is worse at rebounding. Part of that scheme. Part of that's just Giannis is absolutely freak. Athletic not, as, not as athletic. He's not as athletic, but he is worlds better oh. at shooting. He, not even a contest. He has an argument for best shooter in the NBA and he's seven foot. Paul, here's the great thing about our lists is you and I can like have different rankings, but still agree. Like, you're not insane for putting Giannis at number one. And you're not insane for putting Kevin Durant at number one. You know why? Because Kevin Durant's my number two. <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna, <laughs> and, gonna... and who's your number two? Giannis. Hey! After after what Giannis has did, if he's anywhere below three on anyone's It's an list, insult. Yeah, after what he just did, he just won the NBA Finals by carrying the Bucks, as we just talked about in length. But yeah. I'm with you. Kevin Durant is is a all-time great shooter, scorer. Yes. Incredible. And this season was awesome because he came off that terrible Achilles. And it was so good to see him back again. So fucking well. And really, I mean, no offense to Giannis because he's my number one right now. But, um, I mean, the Nets were a Kevin Durant too big of a foot, like inch well, of a toe away from well, making that, the. Yeah. I mean, that series was really close and they were without Kyrie and they were basically without James Harden. For, I mean, James Harden played somebody wasn't that good. So that was just, it was like, all right, it's Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, and some scrubs. And let's see what happens. And they almost won. They almost beat the Bucks. It was a Kevin Durant inch of a toe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's because of Kevin Durant. I think that showed to me that Kevin Durant is still the better player. I'm not trying to take anything away from Giannis and his accomplishments, I agree to disagree, but I still think. I mean, look, it's it's, it's almost like one A one B. Yeah. I mean, I, I that because of what Giannis just did, that's why I think he's number one. But your argument is super sound. Um, what about number three? Who do you have for number three, Paul? Number three is uh, where the fart starts to get a little spicy here. I had Steph Curry. I smell some spicy curry because I also had Steph Curry. Oh my god, we hang out too much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our lists are becoming way too similar for this. We need uh, we need more diversity in our in our basketball conversations. Steph was just he was so good for the the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors were just absolute garbage without him, and it showed like on the court, off the court. It was just night and day. Steph is on; they're above like average team. He goes off, and they're just they're a G League team, really. And. Uh, his shooting was still just otherworldly. I mean, he did everything that was necessary for that team to win. His defense is always going to be what holds him back a little bit, but he had one of his best offensive seasons ever. And one of the best offensive seasons for him is like up there with the best ever. So it was just, it was an amazing season by him. He did everything he could in the postseason. The team just wasn't good enough. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I'm with you. All right, number four. Who you got? You put uh, Mr. I actually, honestly, I just had to make a little bit of an addendum. Okay. You put a uh, Mr. Space Jam 2 movie ruiner why himself. Why don't you put 
your number four first because mine is spicier than yours. Wow. Okay. My number four is the person who just won MVP for the regular season, Nikola Jokic. And considering he just won MVP, had a fantastic season, was the leader in like every advanced stat category, uh, Jokic is my number four. He also... <laughs> Matt's... Matt's making faces over there. Oh, man. He's just... You'll see why in a second. Oh, boy. I've made some addendums to my top So what's... Tell me why the MVP of the league should not be the number four overall player in your top ten right now. So I just kind of made a couple of adjustments because based off our conversation because you'll see why in a couple minutes. But I have to be consistent with how I always approach these. I'm so scared. So Jokic is my number five. Okay. I'm going to go ahead with number five. Okay. Amazing. MVP, everything you just said. Yeah. Amazing offensive player. Very passable yeah. defensive Incredible. player. Um, so my number four. Did you put like Dame Lillard up there or something? Damian Lillard is oh my, my god, number he four. Did. Oh my god, he did. <laughs> <laughs> is that is a hot it, take for you? Yeah, is that just because of Dame time? Yeah. So Dame time is at the end of game. It's not just because of Dame time, though. Damian Lillard just scores so many clutch buckets. When it's like a close game, down to the wire, he gets you buckets. I mean, I guess here's what I would argue. If he's the best player by far at the end of games, like by far, which he is, by far, Yeah. then why wouldn't he be so high on the list? I mean, it's not his fault that he's been on mediocre teams in Portland. He's still amazing. Yeah, that take will be interesting to see how it plays out next year if he's on a different team. Damian Lillard is a fucking G, man. Oh, I love Damian Lillard. Shout out to Dame. I know you do. Not that much, apparently. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Dame, Dame is a just as a human too is a yes. great guy. But I'm so so right now. I just like that's that's why that's that's what my list is right now. Okay. It's like I'm looking okay. at like Giannis, Kevin Durant, Steph, top three. But then I think it's a little like yeah, I mean. I think that's your tier, like, 1A. But then, yes. to me, Dame and Jokic are, like, about the same level, right? So, I, like, I put them together. You know what okay. I mean? I, that's I have, kind of how I'm doing it in, like, kind of a tiered system in my head of, like... I, mean, I, have, I have Dame a little bit lower on my list. I know you do, but, like, dude, Dame is just a fucking G. Oh, he is, absolutely. And, absolutely. again, I mean, we talked about this, was it last night or a couple nights ago? I mean, he's probably the number one player. Like, if you have one player... To, to go, give one shot. To go get a bucket. Get a bucket at the end of a game. It's Dame. The reason Dame's a little bit lower on my list is just the completeness of his game. Like, Steph, to me, is above lowered because, well, he's an even better shooter, which is insane. But um, it seems like he facilitates for the team a little bit better than Dame. Sure. Neither one of them are great rebounders or great at defense, but Steph's just always been a little more passable at those than it seems like Dame has. So it, I think Dame could be a better defender. And, and maybe that'll change with it. I think know, if he, he has goes to a better team and yeah. he gets a different scheme put in place. That could be. I think you're right. I think he does have some of the tools. Like he's quick. He has pretty good hands. But just the completeness of the game is why he's a little bit lower on my list. That's fair. Great score. Amazing score. So you're number five. My number five. I have LeBron, and in parentheses, I put lower because Space Jam 2 was awful. I haven't even seen Space Jam 2. 
I have, and it's fucking terrible. All I've, all I've read were the reviews, and they were like, do not go watch this movie. Do not see this. You will waste your time. You'll waste your money. If you can watch it for free, don't. You're only going to waste time. Like, do something else. Which is really sad, because Space Jam 1 was obviously a classic. But LeBron ruined Space Jam 2, and that's why he's number 5. So, <laughs> I'll just go with number six since we're doing that because LeBron is my number six, which I know seems low. But It, it does seem low because he was number one in the last rankings. No. Well, for me, he was. Not for me. But, look, I, I don't want to disrespect LeBron at all because LeBron's amazing. Our, first, our very first episode, our first multiple episodes was just like gushing over LeBron yeah, like, and the oh Lakers God, winning LeBron's the championship. But, like, but here's the thing. A season can change a lot. And what I love about the NBA right now is you have a lot of players who are coming into their own. There are yeah. so many good players in the NBA. And like players, I mean, like like Steph uh, coming back this year, almost leading them to a playoff spot, which is amazing because the team fucking sucked for Golden State. Terrible. KD coming back from injury. Like LeBron has, this was to me this year was his most inconsistent year as a pro. And um, this, this was the year where he got hurt. He got hurt. But even when he came back, he wasn't he wasn't himself. And I think that was the injury, though. I agree 100%. I just – we'll have to see what happens moving forward. This yes. could – I'm hoping this is just a bump on the road. Yep. But this might end up being the beginning of the end where he has to manage minutes more, where he has to be a little more careful, maybe play less games on purpose. I mean, we might see the start of the tail end of his career. So, I, you know, I just think there are better players than him currently – that's not to take away his all-time status. That's not anything against him. It's actually more pro these other players. Because I think, look, LeBron has been amazing for so long. Oh, yeah. But there are other players who are doing a really amazing job. And you have to give them credit. I don't think it's fair to not give them credit. You can't just give somebody credit for legacy. Like, you can give him credit for legacy all-time. When we talk all-time greats, yeah, he's got a place. He's oh, yeah. He's cemented pretty high. But... You can move him around when you're talking about current players. I mean, yeah, Michael I mean, Jordan on yeah. the fucking Wizards wasn't a top 10 player in the league, and that's okay. <laughs> He's still the greatest of all time. No question. Sorry, of those of you that think it's LeBron James, sorry. It's Michael Jordan. I mean, as we are just saying, Giannis is 10 years younger than LeBron. That, as far as right now, current status, that matters. It matters a lot. And that's okay, too. That, that is okay. It's not bad. Like, LeBron... And, and LeBron is so focused on himself, like... He want, like LeBron's image, so Image-wise. Fo- well, and I mean, he I've noticed he's gotten really kind of petty about, like, the GOAT thing. And, I mean, he's really kind of obsessed about that. I mean, he did fucking Space Jam 2, for God's sake. Right, which was a very direct... Michael Jordan did Space Jam 1. I'm doing Space Jam 2. And sorry, Bron, but, uh... Jordan's was better. Yeah, like by quite a bit. <laughs> it's not even close. But anyway, I guess that's my whole, like LeBron is amazing. And, yes. and and look, and I said this in the middle of the season when I had Jokic above LeBron for my um for my rankings. But LeBron could he could still come back next season, have a renaissance season at age 37, 38, win the championship, and he's back up to number 1. It's plausible. It is plausible. It's yeah. not it's not impossible. He gets an off season and you know, whatever ice bath, Cairo tank thing. Maybe he does the Kobe in. and goes and gets his blood spun in Germany. Like, who fucking knows? Like, yeah. 
microdoses HGH. I don't what know. I will tell you is I will never I, I'm not trying to disrespect him. I'll never doubt LeBron James. So if you if you tell me that in a year he's gonna win the championship again and be a finals MVP, I believe you. Yep. That's not it's not like an impossible scenario. It's just right now he's not that high, and that's okay. And that shows how much I, talent there is in the NBA. I think that's a very good point to make. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's your last point. That just shows you how good the NBA is right now, and that's awesome. It's yes. awesome that LeBron isn't number one because there is so much other amazing talent out there. So here's my number five. Who is your number five? I just told you my number six was LeBron. Right. So who's your number five? Jokic. Talked about that. Okay. I, 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 I forgot <laughs> Sorry, Jokic I kinda, was I kind of slipped it in there. Okay. So I've told you five and six. So who's your number six, Paul? So we're agreed on the top five. Just the order is off. But we have the same five names. I put Embiid. We don't have the same top five. Because I have Damian Lillard. Oh, fuck. You're right. We have. I'm sorry. I'm more my way through this beer. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at your list, though. Ours is. So, spoiler alert. We have only one player different on our top 10. Okay. It's probably 9 or 10 then. Because 6 is Embiid. And I assume Embiid is in your top 10 somewhere. He was a MVP runner up. Had an amazing regular season when he played. Postseason. We're just going to keep going, okay? My number 7 is Joel Embiid. You're just one. You what happened is you put Dame too high, and then you just bumped everyone else I didn't down. Put him by too one. high. You bumped everyone else down by one. Okay. okay. So who's your number six? LeBron. Oh my God, that's right. Everyone's just bumped down. Embiid is seven. Who's your number seven? Kawhi is He's your my number, number eight. eight. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, you just put Lillard way too high. Lillard's my number eight. And then, this is where we have a difference. Nine okay, so nine and ten is where it gets a little interesting. Nine, I had Luka Doncic. He was my number ten. Again, Yids has messed up the order, but that's okay. So Doncic was amazing in the playoffs. Yes. And some of that's because the team around him just didn't do a lot. They kind of suck. And the Mavs imploded in the offseason, so next season's gonna be really interesting for that team. GM's gone, the coach is gone. Pretty much everyone's gone except for the owner and Luka Doncic. But he did everything he could. And he played honestly amazing. His defense is always a little suspicious. Um, he's not super quick on his feet. No. but Complains way too fucking much. But he was amazing. But yeah, he was amazing. Um, it's really all that needs to be said about that. Okay. So, so who's your... So we agreed on Doncic. He was my 9. He was your 10. My 10 was Anthony Davis, which is sort of a legacy holdover from the previous top 10. And he, he did not there. make my list. I think that's fair. 10 was tough. My number nine was James Harden. Okay. Because James Harden... When, yeah, when he's playing. Look, we, we've talked about James Harden enough on this fucking podcast, and he, he annoys the shit out of me as a person and is selfish and an asshole, but... He's a hell of a basketball player. He is a hell of a He's basketball player. He's a hell player. of a basketball player. And, and, I mean, there were people saying that he should have been in MVP conversation. And they probably weren't wrong. He was playing amazing for Brooklyn. I mean, there was a point where some people thought he was playing better than Kevin Durant this and season. Look, and, look, if that's where the thing is. If he's fully healthy, the Brooklyn Nets probably win that series. Yeah. And he wasn't in the – you know, the Bucks won, and I'm not trying to take that away from the Bucks. 
No, because they still won. They still won. The win is the win. Yep. But no, James Harden is a very, very good basketball player. Yeah. Anthony Davis is too. I yes. mean, it's, it's not a Anthony Davis would probably be like 11 on my list. 11 or 12. Yeah, I mean, James Harden's in the top 15 somewhere. Yeah. So. Wow. I thought that was going to be a lot worse than it was. And you were telling me you had spicy takes, but my dame at number four takes the cake, baby. Even when I think I'm being spicy, you just out spice it. Except, I will say this. Maybe I have some sort of weird, like, foreshadowing, forethought thing, because my my last list, I put Giannis at number four, and you thought it was way too high. I did. I, and now, I mean, I'll say it. I, I was not that high on Giannis. Well, me neither. I mean, two I w- months ago, I was. But, dude, again, part of part of what I do, man, is I just like throw out a bunch of fucking hot takes. And they kind of turn out right. A Some lot of them. Of the well, time. when you throw out enough hot takes. So, okay, I, we'll probably want to wrap up here in a sec. I'm, I'm sure. But, um, do you have any hot takes? Like. Do we want to just do some fucking hot takes, man? I thought my top 10 was a hot take. No, I'm saying like, like so top 10, done, cool, fine, cool. Fine, my, my Chris Paul for Ben Simmons hot take. I like I like that. Um, do you have any other hot takes just like for the next season? Anything you just want to put out there right now? It's All right, here, It's July 21st. Do you want to feel like super right in like so, a year? So here's a, here's a hot take because I've been reading up on the Atlanta Hawks, obviously. Yes. The Hawks were the only team to beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee this postseason. There is some alternate universe where Trey Young does not step on a ref's foot. They beat the Bucks and win the title this year. That's not like a far off, you know, conspiracy Hawks homerism. That's just kind of a fact. So, hot take: the Hawks are back in the conference finals next year. I'm gonna go off that and say Trey Young is top three in MVP voting next year. That would be an amazing hot take. That's my hot take. One of them. My other hot take is that Nate McMillan wins coach of the year next year. Okay. That's just plausible. With the second runner-up for coach of the year being Chris Finch with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Love it. Because the other hot take... I'm a, this is my homerism coming out. I don't think I'm ready for this because I felt better about the Hawks take are, last year. Are you going to say that the Timberwolves are a top six team in the West? Yes, they are. Or are you going to say top six? Yep. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> My hot take is the Minnesota Timberwolves will be a top six seed in the Western Conference next year. Oh and God. that take's probably going to look super fucking bad. I, I do know you way too well. But this I want to get it on the record so I have it said. So that we can make fun of you in sure. 12 months, whenever that will be. Um... Let's see. Let me think about some other hot takes. Um, Here's a hot take. Yeah. One of Kawhi or Paul George will not be on the Clippers by the end of the year. I love it. Uh, I got another hot take. I don't know if it'll be in the middle of the season or at the end, but Greg Popovich will not be the San Antonio Spurs coach in a year. Ooh. I still think he's hanging on for that all-time wins record. Maybe, but I I think he's about done. He seems like he's about done. He seems he's he yeah, seems like he's ready he's to be so fucking close. Done. I think I think he gives it two more seasons. Anyway, that's that's a hot take. Um, let's see if there's any other coaching hot takes that we have. Um, I got one. Okay. So I know I said before that Nick Nurse will be the next Milwaukee Bucks coach. Yes. And which is an amazing hot take. I don't think it's gonna happen. 
Nah, I mean, you win the title, you get another season at least. Mm. You do. Yeah. So, I think the Bucks' next head coach, I'm not saying it'll be this season, but I think their next head coach is Becky Hammond. I like that. I think she fits in well. What are the odds that Chauncey Billups lasts the entire year in Portland? Um, I think he lasts the year. I think he probably gets fired after one year. Okay. I love these hot takes. I'm we're even, just we're I'm on a roll. Even, I'm not even sure if that's a hot. It might take not be or a hot not. take. Um, what are some other hot takes? Um, I got a hot take for you. All right. <sighs> this is a pretty hot take. We're just drinking and spitballing hot. This takes. is a pretty hot take. All right, I'm taking a sip. Zion Williamson is traded by the trade deadline. Over under four and a half first round picks. Four and a half. I'd take the under. Three and a half. Over. Okay. Four first round picks. Okay. Four first round picks and some other type of haul. Got to be that and like a bunch of good players. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. He's I, already said he's unhappy. I got I to gotta think that they're going to try to trade anyone else but Zion. I don't know if they can do it. Yeah. Okay. Sure, it's not going to happen, but look, okay. we're just spitting out hot takes, man. No, I love it. I love that hot take. There you go. Uh, is it a hot take to say Cade Cunningham's going to win Rookie of the Year? <clears throat> Doesn't really seem like a hot take as he's going to go first overall. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Is it a hot take to say that... Anthony Edwards will be an all-star this year. That's absolutely a hot take. Bring it on, baby. <laughs> He's going to be an all-star, huh? Probably in, not. In what, like the dunk contest all-star? Dude, if Trey Young can't be an all-star this year, Jesus Christ, that's not a hot take. Book it. Trey Young will be an all-star this year. Oh, after, Even if he's garbage, he'll be an he, all-star. After what he did 100%. in the playoffs, yep. Absolutely. Um, I just love Anthony Edwards, man. They went from day one. Carl uh, Anthony Towns will be an all-star again this year, though. I don't think that's a super hot take, but the Minnesota Timberwolves will be better. Cat will be an all-star. Um, All right, here's a hot take. The Bulls do not make the playoffs again. I like it. Which they are trying to, which is why saying that they won't is a hot take. Zach Levine gets traded. I think they're really high on Levine. Bradley Beal gets traded. That kind of seems... Like it's gonna happen? Maybe. I, I think that's a lukewarm take. Anyway, I think we have enough. I, I think I'm out of hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are out of basketball. Shit. So, look, uh, this is always the fun time where, uh, actually, I'm gonna announce now on the show that I can't guarantee it'll be next episode. But now that we've hit the off season officially. Yep. I don't know if I said this before, but Paul and I, shockingly, together, have slash are continuing to come up with a joint top 10 NBA players of all time list. We talk about this way too much, and that's good. It is good. And (laughs) we're very excited because while some of it we think is probably predictable, some of the picks... People are going to be like, what the fuck? 
I and wa- some of the players that won't be in the top 10, people are going to be like, what the fuck? And well, you know what? We're going to have an explanation for why we have certain players in and why certain players are out. Let's do it next time. Okay, let's do it. Going to have to fight a little bit over some of these. but That's okay. Until then, I'm Paul. I'm Matt. A little out of order, but made it work. Thanks for listening to Basketballers. Basketballers. <laughs>